Welcome to the Off The Crutch Podcast, your home for disability-related topics from a disabled perspective. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off The Crutch. Today on my podcast, I have Talia Flores. She is a 25-year-old born with cerebral palsy. Although her condition has affected her mobility, it has never affected her will and determination to make a difference in the world. Talia is the podcast host of Stomping on Cerebral Palsy, talk show host for Asheville FM, and a writer for Disability Insider. Through her many life's challenges and obstacles, she discovered her passion for writing. Talia's goal in life is to share her stories with the world. In doing so, she hopes to help others with disabilities realize that they too have potential to make their dreams come true. I think you will hear right away how motivated Talia is to help make a difference in people's lives through her disability. Let's get into it. Well, today on the podcast, I have Talia Flores, who is a disability advocate and founder of Stomping on CP. How are you doing today, Talia? I'm doing awesome. Just stomping on CP one day at a time. How are you? I love that. I'm great. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, Why don't you tell me a little bit about what stomping on CP is all about? Stomping on CP is about spreading awareness and advocacy for those with cerebral palsy, because as you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about CP and what it means to live with this condition on a day-to-day basis. And I just want to show people that if you continue to go on despite your obstacles and continue to have a positive attitude, then life's going to be easy and your possibilities are endless. Yeah. And just looking at your professional background, you do so many different things. You're a writer, radio host, uh, you have your own podcast and YouTube. So you do a lot of amazing things. Where do you think that's uh, come from? Where do I think my motivation for that comes from is because I want to spread awareness about CP and I want to show the next generation that just because we've gone through obstacles doesn't mean you can't achieve your dream. So that's where I would want to go with that. And where I got my inspiration to do all these many things from is my mother because she taught me that strength and having a positive attitude takes you a long way. So... Yeah, definitely having that family support is um, vital for those with cerebral palsy or any type of disability. So I'm so glad that you've had that parental support growing up. Yeah, it comes a long way. Like I always tell parents, when you have a child with a disability, you have the disability in a sense too, because you're going through the same journey, but just in a different aspect. And it takes a village for all parents to come together and all loved ones to come together. Yeah, definitely. And so you're from New York, the Bronx, is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love New York. I remember uh, back in 2006 when I was a senior in high school, I went uh, on a trip for a week with my class and it was really difficult. I was using my wheelchair and... I just remember being tired all the time because I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. How, how was that growing up living in New York? Well, for me, I moved from New York when I was five. So I only stayed there for four years and it was, 
it was hard in particularly in the winter time when it came to pushing my wheelchair and getting around but luckily i attended united cerebral palsy's preschool in the bronx new york and i got the help and support that i needed and so did my mom because she was a single mom at the time and we weren't a blended family yet so to have that support from that staff and all all my classmates it was amazing shout out to miss michelle miss julia miss edna i miss you guys and i hope that you you find me one day so that i could give you a big old hug <laughs> right on yeah and now you live in florida yeah the sunshine state of florida yeah awesome. how, how um how is it living there compared to you mentioned that you've only lived in new york a little bit of time but is it pretty accessible where you live yeah, it's very accessible where I live, like in New York, in the Bronx, the buildings are not really accessible. So in order for me to go to my family's house, they would have to carry me a flight of stairs. And I don't like that idea. And it's too crowded in New York City. Like I went to Manhattan, the Big Apple, and I, I literally almost had a panic attack. That's how crowded it is. And people aren't as friendly. Yeah, but it, but the upside to New York, I noticed that there is a lot of more resources when it comes to cerebral palsy than there is here. Yes, there are definitely different areas of the country where resources and services are more prevalent than others. Yeah, so that's the only downside to to living in Florida is that when you go to New York, it's like you're in a candy factory there's a ton of resources that could help you in new york like the united cerebral palsy the cerebral palsy foundation cerebral palsy analysis but when it comes to florida it's like you're eating an old beef jerky and you have to dig to find the the these programs that could properly assist you yeah i can totally relate where i live here, there is not very many resources for adults with cerebral palsy. And it's it's very sad that um, people aren't doing enough to provide those resources. I mean, um, I can only do so much to help educate those individuals to make things happen. But still, there's a lot of factors to you know why those services aren't available. But I just wish that where I lived, there was more resources. Yeah, same here. And it's the same thing in Florida, too. When you're a kid, you get all the benefits. You, you get health care, you get physical therapy. But once you're an adult, they give you the short end of the stick here. And it's like, hey, what happened? Cerebral palsy is long lasting. Exa yes, exactly. And I want to know a little bit about your cerebral palsy journey, um, what type of CP do you have? I have spastic dysplasia, and that is the most common form of cerebral palsy. I was diagnosed at the age of three after my mom noticed that I wasn't, I wasn't developing normally like regular kids. And after several months of visiting multiple doctors and specialists, finally, she brings me to Jacoby Hospital. They put her in a room with the table that was like a circle and she's around these doctors because she she's by herself and they tell her well your daughter has cerebral palsy but don't accept much from her because she's never going to be able to talk she's never going to be able to walk she's basically going to be a vegetable for the rest of her life due to this condition and you know 25 years later i'm stomping on cp <laughs> i love that yeah 
That is so great to hear. What was it like growing up with cerebral palsy? Growing up with cerebral palsy, I always say it was like an adventure because yes, I did get teased, I did get bullied, I did have friends, and then, you know, it was like a revolving door. Like sometimes I liked it and sometimes I didn't. But those obstacles and challenges made me the person that I am today and it made me stronger. Like, for example, as a kid, I used to hate typing on the old-fashioned typewriters at United Cerebral Palsy because that's what they would have me do. And I would have to do it with this with this swan finger. And I used to hate typing five times. Hi, my name is Tylea Flores. Hi, my name is Tylea Flores. But little did I know that at the age of 16, I would discover my passion for writing and start writing about di- disabilities and publishing my first book and doing so many great things. So once again, I thank United Cerebral Palsy. Yeah, that's great. Where do you think um, the passion for writing and, and just wanting to be an advocate came from? Okay, so it all starts off with a tragedy that happened. I had a good friend with cerebral palsy who passed away from a brain tumor. And during that time, I needed to find an outlet to express my grief. So I published James Ticking Time Bomb. Then two years after that, I decided to get involved into advocacy. And I decided to to start writing for CP because I realized there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of stigmas we have to debunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I realized that I could use the same, the same energy that I used, used to channel my grief. The same energy could be used to change the world in a positive way for cerebral palsy. Yeah. Because like you said, cerebral palsy is a lifelong um, disability and it has the, capacity to change our bodies as we get older so have you noticed that that yes i i've noticed that like now i have the issue of having sleep agnia i don't i don't sleep as much and I, i lack energy and my bones just hurt really really bad throughout the day but what helps me through it is doing a podcast like yours connecting with others with with cerebral palsy that way we could get the research we need to help others with cp and that way we could start bringing it up to science's attention that hey we need to fix this yeah like the statistics are wrong yeah yeah i agree yeah you mentioned your uh, your mother and i'm sure that you've given many talks to groups of people what would you say to um, a new family or a new mother that just uh, has a child with cerebral palsy? What advice would you give them? The advice I would give a new parent is take the journey day by day and don't listen to the medical terms. Focus on your child's strengths and what they could do because it's not all the time that doctors are right. Look at me. I was supposed to be a vegetable. I was supposed to die at birth, but I'm still here 25 years later. So, yeah, that's great. And have you done what, what types of therapies have you done growing up to help with your pain or any spasticity that you have? Well, since I live in Florida, I discovered a love for aqua therapy. Oh, yeah. 
aqua therapy is the best type of therapy and luckily i have a pool in my backyard and i just put the weights on and i just swim and i just walk because in the pool i just forget i have cp because it's not recognizable to my brain because the water relaxes my muscles and my mm. tightness so yeah versus if i do land therapy i become very angry because the cp is noticeable yeah that uh, are you referring to like physical therapy yeah physical therapy yeah yeah, that was one of the conversations I had recently with my my PT. And when I go in there, you know, the CP is noticeable because my legs are pretty weak. So when I do the exercises, it's really hard for me to do them just because I don't have a lot yeah, of strength. Yeah, and in it, them. Get, it gets you it gets you frustrated and you lose motivation, especially as an adult like me currently. I'm currently fighting with the insurance cuz get this, as a kid, I was getting Two hours, a day, two hours a week of physical therapy, no problem. But now as an adult, I only get six sessions for 30 minutes in a year. Tell me what's wrong with that. Yeah, there's, there's many things wrong with that. There's a lot of issues with the life that people like us live in regards to insurance, employment, so many things. Yeah, so many things. And now I'm in the process of because uh, my wheelchair is up for, for a new chair. So now I'm in the process of finding a doctor that could approve my new wheelchair. And the crazy thing is the last time I had to get my wheelchair approved back in 2015, right, right after I graduated high school, they sent me to a foot doctor. Oh, my and gosh. And I've, ne I've never had issues with my feet, ever. Wow. The insurance needed a... The insurance needed a letter from a foot doctor. And when the foot doctor saw me, he goes, ma'am, there's nothing wrong with your feet. Why are you here? And I told him, I said, the insurance <laughs> company sent me over here for a new wheelchair. He said, well, it looks like I'm going to be making a lot of money then. <laughs> oh, man, that is. Yeah, I can't believe that the insurance would send you to a foot doctor. That makes no yeah. sense. Like they make you go through heck and back just to get the things you had when you were a child. For example, for my medicines, I have to go to a pain management doctor. Then I have to go to a sports doctor. Then I have to go to my primary yeah. to get the same medicine I've been prescribed for my chronic illness and my cerebral palsy since I was like seven. <laughs> Yeah, that's just part of the reality, unfortunately, that we live. I've had similar stories. Um, while they're not as um, like yours, they're still very frustrating at times that I'm not able to get the things that I need or want. Yeah, and it makes you want to. It makes you want to give up. But what helps me through that through that battle is writing and telling my story with the world and spreading awareness for CP via social media now and doing all these speaking engagements via Zoom because right now we're in COVID still. So what are some ways that you connect with new people? Like, how do they find you? Is it through your pieces that you write? Is it through social yeah. media or is it through your radio show? All of the above. Okay. okay. All of the above. Now, is your radio show specifically tied to CP? Yes, it's called the Stomping on CP radio show, and you can catch that on air every other Tuesday at at 2.45 on Asheville FM. 
10, 10, oh my goodness, I get so tongue-tied when I see the number 1023. Ah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. And it's 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 an awesome show. So I recommend you guys check it out. <laughs> That's great. What is maybe the biggest misconception that you think people have about CP? That everybody with CP is in the same category. Mm. And it's like we're not in the same category. We all have differences. We all have wants. We all have desires. And we all have needs. Yeah. Yeah. So... I I can relate to you with that. And what I've been trying to do this month is share posts from different people and organizations around CP that uh, just like share statistics. And, and one of the things is that no two people with CP are the same. You know, no. we have similar experiences, but what I go through is totally different than what you go through. And even another person that has the same type of CP, spastic diplegia, as me, it's still different. Yeah, it's still different. Everybody's journey is different. So don't judge someone just because you see two people in a wheelchair and you're like, oh, their lives must be the same because it's not. And people are shocked when I tell them my life versus my friend's life. They're like, well, what? how did they go through it? I'm like, I don't know. Ask them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get you out of here on this. What are some tips um, or words of encouragement that you have for anybody that has a disability, parents with a child with a disability that you want them to take away? For anybody that has cerebral palsy and that is struggling, I just want to tell everybody, despite the obstacles you face, you have to keep going because one day your story is going to be someone else's survival guide and the world needs your story. So keep on stomping. All right. And so why don't you plug your social media handles so people can okay. find you. On Facebook, you could find me at Stomping on Cerebral Palsy with Tylea. You could find me on Twitter at Stomping on CP01. You could follow me on Instagram at Stomping on CP with Tylea. And you can reach out to me at my website, www.tyleaflores.com. Awesome. And I will provide all the links to your social media handles in the show notes. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Talia. And I hope that you come on again soon. I will for sure.